0: Hey everybody, this is Heidi St. John. Welcome to the podcast. Today is Monday, August 12th, episode number 804. I am excited to be with you guys today. I'm gonna be answering your questions. It's Mailbox Monday, stick around. I think you're gonna be encouraged. So welcome back to the show today. I have been so excited reading the reviews that y'all are leaving over at iTunes. And uh, we're gonna be announcing on Friday, so this coming Friday, the winners of the 800th episode celebration bundles. Thanks to everybody who has entered. That contest is now officially closed and we're just going through there and picking the winner. So I'll announce your name and when you hear it, Uh, let us know, and we are gonna send this stuff right out to you, all right? You guys are gonna be really excited. A couple things coming up. First of all, August 24th, I'll be in Lee Summit, Missouri. That's less than two weeks away. I'm gonna be at Abundant Life Church, and I hope you guys will come out. There's a lot of stuff going on in uh, Kansas City. (laughs) And I am thrilled to come there for such a time as this because God's word has encouragement for us. We can walk strong because of who we are in Christ. We can hold our head up high and keep our eyes open on jesus and that's going to be the theme of my women's conference faith that speaks this year's theme is miracle worker the life-changing power of following jesus and actually next year's faith that speaks starts in september and a new theme new season that'll be in fredericksburg virginia just a month away so sign up for your tickets right now next time i will be in vancouver washington for october 12th and this is my women's conference faith that speaks. Early bird tickets are going to be ending for the Washington event on September 2nd. So if you're anywhere in the Portland, Vancouver area, Washington, Oregon, Uh, Idaho, uh, those tickets, early bird tickets, will end on September 2nd. Also wanted to let you know that the October 12th event in Vancouver, which is my neck of the woods, we have have, uh, decided to go ahead and add an evening onto that. And so that will happen October 11th and 12th. And I've got some really special things we're gonna roll out for you. Just very, very excited about what God is doing in and through Faith That Speaks. So come on out, August 24th, Lee Summit, September 14th, Fredericksburg, Virginia, and October 11th and 12th in Vancouver, Washington at the Firmly Planted Homeschool Resource Center. If you guys want more information on where I'm gonna be, go to HeidiStJohn.com forward slash events. All right. I hope you guys are following me with the scripture writing challenge. Today's verse is found in Romans chapter 12, verses three to eight. If you haven't written it out, I want to just encourage you to do that. The scripture writing challenge is free at momstronginternational.com. We do this every single day and uh, it's just a wonderful way to be into the be in the word and grow in the word. So I'm going to read it for you. This is out of the NLT. Because of the privilege and authority God has given me, I give each of you this warning. Don't think you are better than you really are. Be honest in your evaluation of yourselves, measuring yourselves by the faith God has given us. Just as our bodies have many parts and each part has a special function, so it is with Christ's body. We are many parts of one body and we all belong to each other. In his grace, he has given us different gifts for doing certain things well. So if God has given you the ability to prophesy, speak out, theme, actually, at MomStrong International, we're studying the fruits of the spirit. We're gonna wrap that up next month in September. We're gonna be moving on to a new series called Ambassador. If you are just thinking, man, I wonder if I should study the word of God, you guys are gonna love this. We start the, the new study in September, Ambassador. You're not gonna wanna miss it. But one of the things I love about this particular scripture is is it highlights what we're studying this week at MomStrong International. We're talking about kindness and how kindness is not just part of the fruit of the Spirit, it's what allows us to be heard by other people. And I love that the Apostle Paul ends this verse in saying this, if you have a gift for showing kindness, do it gladly. We are learning through our study of the word that God is given each of us a gift, and he wants us to use it for his glory. And that brings me to Mailbox Monday. So you guys know that I love doing Mailbox Monday. I love answering your questions. If you want to send a question into Mailbox Monday, shoot me an email, podcast at thebusymom.com. And uh, we have a team that goes through and kind of uh, categorizes those for us and helps me Uh, determine which ones we're gonna put on the air. So a lot of questions are coming into the podcast lately from my friends in Canada. I've spent quite a bit of time in Canada over the last four years or so. I have such a heart for the Canadian people, particularly Canadian Christians. Uh, you guys are up against a lot, uh, but you already know that. <laughs> so I'm going to answer two questions from listeners in Canada today. First of all, this one comes from a mom named Chelsea. She says, I'm a longtime listener, love your podcast and everything you stand for. I'm a homeschool mom with four boys from Ontario, Canada and heard you at Ocheck in Ancaster about four years ago. I just listened to your interview with Dr. Pesta and have some questions for you. First of all, my husband is really into politics and so am I, but we've never heard of a solid Canadian Christian who is speaking out and educating fellow Canadians about politics here, not in the way a lot of Americans do in the United States. So where do we start to get off the bench and to get involved in Canadian politics? So I'll get back to that, Chelsea, give me a minute. Secondly, how do we as Christians, especially homeschoolers, share with other Christians whose kids attend public school, all that is really going on in the public school system? It's getting out of control here too And sadly, it seems like everyone is just ignoring it Or burying their head in the sand Hoping it will resolve itself How do we start the conversation in love and truth Even if they aren't asking questions So Chelsea, these are fantastic questions Thank you so much for asking them I'm gonna do my best to sort of help you First of all, I'm gonna answer your second question first um, one of the things that I always tell parents to do, I started a homeschool co-op when I was a brand new homeschool mom. So in 2000, I started a homeschool co-op at our church. And the way that I started, I didn't know any other homeschoolers. Most of my friends had their kids in public school. And the way that we started was we went around to area coffee shops, to grocery stores. And I looked for the public bulletin boards and I put up flyers. I took my kids around and said, hey, would you be interested in starting a homeschool co-op? Are you interested in homeschooling your kids? I'm gonna do an information meeting Coming out, I'd love to meet you. So this was in 2000. Obviously, that was almost 20 years ago, right? But I still think that's the way that you do it today. So what if you were to put something out on your Facebook page? What if you were to put something out at the bulletin board in your church or at a local coffee shop where you knew you could do it and say, hey, are you interested in homeschooling? Um, I'd like to talk to you about it. Are you looking for a better educational alternative for your kids? Frame it in a, in a way that would make a person who has been thinking about it, interested, all right? Because once you've got a support system going, you can do so much more than you could have ever done by yourself. And so I think it's more important for us to get our get our ideas out there, to be talking about them in the public square. And particularly, this is important in Canada right now because- uh, lovely Trudeau is doing everything. He does not like Christians. <laughs> this is what I am coming to observe. And you have an opportunity right now to get off the bench and onto the battlefield. And part of the way that we do it is we just put ourselves out there, just say, hey, I'm gonna have hors d'oeuvres at my house or I'm gonna serve you know, brownies and I don't know, coffee and come on out, let's talk about education. And you can make yourself available to answer questions and just see who shows up. So I've done that several times and then bathe it in prayer. The Bible says that if we lack wisdom, we should ask it of God. This is in James chapter one, right? To ask it of God and he will give it to us generously and without reproach. And so I wanna just encourage you, um, ask the Lord because God will show you what it is that he needs you to do in this particular situation. All right, your next question was around how to get uh, off the bench in Canada, and can I just say, <laughs> all right i I spent about forty five minutes, which is a whole lot more time than I would ever spend looking something up from a uh, from a podcast listener question. Simply because I have so many questions, and I thought, oh, this will be really easy. And you know what, Chelsea, I can see why you asked the question. There are not very many outspoken online places that I could find for Canadians to go and get off the bench. So I'm gonna tell you what I had. For those of you who are in Canada and you're listening, please let me know, and I'd be happy to share that with my audience. You can shoot me an email, podcast at busymom.com and just put it in the subject line and say, uh, you know, Canadian action, whatever. But I'll tell you a couple ones that I that I found, Chelsea, and then I will link back to them in the show notes today. The one I really like the most is called Campaign Life Coalition, Dot .com that's campaignlifecoalition.com and again I'll link back to it in the show notes today but these guys are going to show you how to take action they have an action center they have a place for you to to um, contact your MP to contact the prime minister and uh, contact your senators. You can sign petitions. They can email you action alerts. This is very similar to many of the organizations that I work with here in the United States. And so I will link back to it. One of the things I loved right away, I went to their website, and the very first thing I saw was an article called Take Action Against, quote, Gender Identity in Ontario Schools. And they have a lot of articles on here that are very informative and instructive, but they are not just giving you articles that will frustrate you. They're giving you the tools to come against it and to really... Uh, get involved in what's happening in the culture. So action alerts, petitions, letters to the editor, they will help you do all of those things. So again, that is campaignlifecoalition.com looks to me like these are these guys are really on the front lines of what's happening in Canada as far as the pro-life movement is concerned and really as far as just uh, morality. The other one I found is the National Citizens Coalition, and you can find that at Facebook, National Citizens Coalition. They have the hashtag that is actually trending on Twitter right now, hashtag Trudeau must go. I love it, I like that hashtag, Trudeau must go. So you can find them online at nationalcitizens.ca. And they seem to be very interested in more freedom through less government. So probably a little less on the conservative Christian side, but definitely conservative. So check it out at the uh, National National citizens.CA Today's podcast is brought to you by Evangelical Christian Credit Union. I wanna thank them so much for their sponsorship. And the fact is, summer is almost over, and so it's back to school time. And you guys know what happens when when kids start school again, right? It's back to school shopping. Clothes, books, pens, paper, that special little calculator that costs an arm and a leg. I'll tell you what, you guys, with my busy schedule, we often divide and conquer when we do our shopping. Yep, even homeschoolers need new clothes. ECCU has made my divide and conquer easier by creating an account that actually allows me to transfer money directly into my kid's account. So no more hurry up mom I'm in line with the last pair of tennis shoes my size. That means that my daughter has a card with her and there's already money preloaded on it so if I'm on one side of of the store getting pencils and erasers and she's on the other side getting a new pair of tennis shoes she can use the card that I've already preloaded for her because I can transfer money so easily, all right? Even after school has started, your student can simply let you know how much their science fair project materials will be on the way to the checkout counter. So you've got to check them out, you guys. ECCU is a credit union that's grounded in the Christian tradition. They support and serve homeschoolers, global missions, pastors, growing churches, and Christian families. Learn more at eccu.org forward slash Heidi. All right, next question comes from another mom in Canada. I liked her question also. And she said, Heidi, I'm a homeschooling mom of four from Canada and our extended family have announced that our eight-year-old nephew is transgender and we are now to refer to him as she. Our hearts are broken over this and I'm not sure how to explain to our kids that their cousin now believes that he is a girl. At a family gathering, how do we handle this? We love our family, but we strongly believe in the word of God and believe that this transgender agenda is far from God's truth. Any advice would be greatly appreciated. Thank you for your ministry. All right, concerned mom from Canada who wishes to remain anonymous. Couple of things I want to say right off the bat. The first thing is you are not alone in this. This is something that we are grappling with in the United States, Christian families are grappling with it, and so the first thing that we wanna do is be known for our love. So what does the Bible say? The Bible says that they'll know we are Christians by our love. The Bible says that we are also commanded to to teach the truth as Jesus did, right? Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes to the Father but by me. We know because Genesis teaches us that God made us male and female in his image. So no matter what uh, side, your family is on, you remain on the side of God. All right. And God says that we are called to love each other. Now, here comes the tricky part, because how do we love in this particular situation? What does that look like? Not that we don't love, but how do we love? I think this is this is the bigger question, right? And so I would encourage you, first of all, uh, it's so important that we not get caught up in the lies of the culture. And so if it were me and I was in your position, I would probably be inclined to talk to the parents. So your 8, you know, 8-year-old nephew, I'm assuming this is either your brother and sister-in-law or vice versa, and I'd be going to them to say, "Listen, we love you guys, but this is so wrong what you're doing to your child. This is so wrong." An 8-year-old, you guys, I have an 8-year-old daughter and I cannot imagine Um, Something wounding her psyche so much is telling her that she was a boy And we know that boys can never turn into girls and girls can never turn into boys And so one of the things you need to do parents is you inoculate your own children against this lie Because you're going to see it over and over and over again So we tell our children the truth as god proclaims it in his word God said, I made them male and female. He did not say I made them male and female and other. He did not ever talk about how uh, the sexes change. And we're not talking about, and I've said this many times on the podcast, but we're not talking about intersex. We're not talking about chromosomal abnormalities or chromosomes that are missing. We're talking about kids who are perfectly normal biologically and in many cases, and I think often in more cases than we're even ever hearing about, these kids are lied to, they're indoctrinated in the schools, the parents are bullied into believing the indo- indoctrination, then pretty soon you've got kids who are confused, and then you've got kids who have are going in for medical treatment and are having their bodies surgically altered, And it is devastating And so we want to inoculate our children In other words, tell your children the truth About who they are and how God made them And we want to hold on tight To the authority of the word of God We read in the Bible Teach me your truth Guide me in your ways Which are true God's ways are true And there is such a thing in the culture As good and evil This has been around since the dawn of time And we want to be Teaching our children to walk in truth. All right, next question comes from my girl Katie in Alaska. Hey, Katie girl. Uh, Katie says, can you share with your podcast listeners about how you became an author? I have felt the tug on my heart to write for several years now, but I can't find a flow with it. I blog part-time and journal often. I feel like there are so many ideas rolling around in my head, I just don't know which one to start with. So I'd love to learn how to get started on the path of becoming an author. This is a great question, and actually, I am considering um, helping a friend of mine with a, how to sort of writers seminar i'm coming up on my 7th book 8th book i think i can't remember i've been writing for a long time a couple things about writing um when you have little kids at home writing is something that you do when you're like when your kids are sleeping or when they're napping do not let your desire to be a writer take you away from your kids. This is the hardest part for me now. I don't have as many kids at home and I still have to be very, very careful. So right now I'm in the middle of a very, very big book project. I am writing a 365 day devotional for moms. And this is the biggest writing project I've ever taken on. And I'm telling you the tug now is even worse than it was years ago because this is such a big project and because I have so many other things I'm doing. And so the main thing when you think, okay, this is what I wanna do, whether it's writing or speaking, or you know maybe you're gonna start your own business, whatever it is, because really writers are entrepreneurs in many aspects. Um, we wanna come before the Lord. The Bible tells us that we should be in right relationship in communion with and talking with the Lord. So I'd encourage you, go before the Lord and then write down what you wanna do and pray over it. Really pray over it. Lord, what do you, What would you have me do? What should I do about um, this desire that you've put into my heart to, to write, the words that you've given me, and then God will show you. I wanna say too, there are so many options for self-publishing now. The first five or six books that I wrote were self-published. I'm working with Tyndale now, which I really love, but you don't need an agent. You can self-publish your books, and Amazon has some fantastic ways to print right in there. Well, if you just look up publishing through Amazon, you guys are gonna be amazed at the things that you can do as a self-published Author. And so there are lots of different ways to write, but the main thing is we want to start with prayer and then very methodically work. Your way forward so write down the things that are on your heart I put a big whiteboard in the schoolroom, and I just wrote down all kinds of things that I wanted to write about things I really wanted to study from the word of god and and hear what god had to say and that's the way you do it You start there and then that consistency is what's necessary. So it's one thing to start a book It's another thing to finish it <laughs> ask me how I learned. So uh, I love this question. There is a lot of room around the table. We need to hear godly voices in the culture today reminding us of what it means to walk with God. So I just encourage you to keep praying about it, keep moving forward, and then looking for, there are writers conferences or lots of places that you can go for support and encouragement, but the main thing is come up with your ideas and flesh them out. And then if you're blogging, keep doing that because that, habit of blogging, even micro blogging, like on Facebook and things like that. Those things help you as you're building up a habit of writing often. And as with any other pursuit, I would just encourage you to keep your priorities in line with God's priorities. In other words, we don't want to let something like writing or speaking or maybe you know your passion is cooking or maybe you love exercise we don't want any of those things to come in the way of God's priorities so your relationship with the lord comes first and then out of a out of a overflow of what you're doing with the lord you pour into your spouse if you're married. And then out of an overflow of that, you pour into your children. Out of an overflow of that, you pour into other people around you. So don't get them backwards. Don't mix them up and ask the Lord to bless what you're doing. And I'm really excited for you God is at work in so many places right now, so it's exciting to hear other people who want to uh, write and share the words that God gives them. I wanna just thank you guys for listening to the podcast today. There are other questions that I wanted to get to. There are so many of them uh, backed up in the queue. Uh, Next week, I'm gonna come back and talk a little bit about how we can stay grounded in our faith and the temptations that we face, especially in light of the Joshua Harris uh, story that has broken over the last several weeks. Many of you have been writing to me asking me about that. A lot of people who feel disillusioned, a lot of people who are frightened for their own salvation and i can i just encourage you i am time to answer the question right now but you are secure in the lord you're secure in the lord and so i'm going to talk to you about overcoming temptation and what that looks like and the potential power of temptation in the deceit that it carries with it and really that's what we're seeing playing out right it's deceit it's buying the lie we get tired of fighting our own flesh and we begin to become complacent we begin to compromise and then bam we walk away and uh, the question keeps coming up, you know, are we really saved when that happens? These are wonderful questions. We're going to come back next Monday and we're going to talk about those. So um, keep praying, keep walking with the Lord, stay faithful, and I will see you back here on Wednesday. For more encouragement, visit me online at thebusymom.com.